transgender people need to be able to think, speak, and act without self-restraint. As an academic scientist, I have had the privilege of working with prescient giants in the field, such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Zev Zelenko, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, and Dr. Harvey Reich. This is America Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome to my Liberty Hour. I am Dr. Paul Alexander. Welcome to the Dr. Paul Alexander's Liberty Hour with America Out Loud Talk Radio. Brought to you by America Out Loud Platform, uh, Malcolm, etc. And you know, my podcast, sorry, my talk show grows the podcast the day after it's aired. And you can find it on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and all of these great places. Um, We are facing a, a war of cancellation, woke, madness in our society where doctors and scientists like myself, people who are trying to inform the population and share information, we cannot get the information out. We've experienced this for many years before COVID, but COVID showed us how devastating the deep state is, the media, and the left in canceling us and in silencing us. But people like myself, McCullough, Rich, etc., we refuse to back down Tenenbaum, Ladapo, um, and we had people like Malcolm coming to the, to the rescue by allowing us on his show. Thanks again, Malcolm, and I ask all of you people out there, please support Malcolm. Don't forget to support my Substack, my daily blog. It's Alexander COVID News, and you can subscribe for free. Thank you, Alexander COVID News. If you want any to support me in any way, you could go to Zell, Z-E-L-L-E, and uh, the email to provide any support, even if it's a dollar. It's uh, sr7283 at gmail.com. Let me get straight to the point. There's so many topics right now that we could cover. But right now, let me start, first of all, my heart goes out to the children of, uh, to, to the Israeli children and the Arab children because I've been making an argument on my substack, and I'm taking a lot of attacks from both sides. They hate each other. The hatred is so vast and damn. I think a lot of people are making the argument that, that Hamas uses children as shields and embeds them in targets, etc. So remember, I'm not there, and um, we are trying to make sense of this tragedy. I'm speaking as a parent and as some a humanitarian too. I'm trying to say that no Israeli child, no Arab child, must fall victim in this in this war. Israel has a right to defend itself. They were attacked here, and um, you know when I read Dr. Wolf's, Dr. Naomi Wolf's last treatise on this, she she struck a fine balance, and I really appreciated the text. Um, I'm saying also I agree to an extent, but Israel has to defend itself. And uh, how it does this, I beg and I plead constantly to limit any destruction or damage to innocent people. In war only, people who are valid soldiers on the battlefield should be in that battle. 
not innocent bystanders. So I wanted to say that now because this is getting really bad. The Middle East is degenerating and falling apart now, and this, this battle is going from one extreme to the other. I pray, and I want you to, I want to join you in prayer that we find a way to bring an end to hostilities and to find a way, you know, it's not cliche to say that we want peace. You can't have one party, though, attacking another and then running to the peace table saying, let's talk peace. Who does that and how could you? So what we do need right now is statesmen and stateswomen who have the voice, the gravitas to bring people together to try to figure out what happened here. But make no mistake, Hamas is a terrorist organization and they have demonstrated that with their barbarity. And that's all I'm going to say. I, I, um, I want no innocent people killed. As I wrote in a prior substack, go to my substacks, Alexander COVID News, I said that if an Israeli child is killed and is laid out in a casket, I will stand next to that casket the same way I would stand next to the casket of an Arab child killed. And I said it and I'll say it again. I know people have attacked me, people who hate the Arabs and Hamas and Palestinians. And I know people, people have attacked me who hate Jewish people, Israeli people. This is a very difficult situation and um, there's no simple answer right now. Um, okay, so I wanted to say that um, we have many, many major topics on deck right now. Look. The bottom line right now is this. When you look at the electoral process and the map and you look at the characters on the Democrat side and you look at the characters on um, the Republican side who are running in the primaries, there is no one on the Republican side who is serious enough to challenge Trump. And there's no one on the Democrat side. Right now we are facing China flexing over China over Taiwan. China will move on Taiwan shortly. We have Russia, Ukraine. Whether or not it's a fraud war, whether or not America is actually involved and, it's, and it's, Ukraine is really a proxy for America, all of those things on the table. But we are facing that crisis. We are now facing the Hamas-Israel war. Think about what we're facing. We just faced the COVID insanity for three and a half years, the lies and duplicity over that, the harms and deaths. We don't know what to believe anymore. We have all of these crises on hand. We have a porous open border with hundreds of thousands, millions. They're talking about six million people have crossed the border illegally under Biden, so far under Biden, with 170 were hardened terrorists trying to come in. How many of that six million have terrorists who are hardened terrorists already now in the country coming through that southern border? We have something like 1.5 million gotaways, they call it, meaning they got away at the border, so they're in America. You need to understand Tashfin Malik. If you remember Tashfin, who killed about 10 or 12 people in San Bernardino, it is that type of jihadist Islamist that we must be very concerned about 
and Americans must, must pay respect to their Second Amendment and the right to bear arms to defend their lives, to use your weapons legally, stored properly, legal ownership, and use it only to defend lives when your life is in imminent danger, a threat of death. But if it is by the jihadists, you, lose, you use maximal force on them. You kill them with malice too. Your daughters are at greatest risk. You go and you read about Europe. You read about Sweden. You read about France. You read about Belgium. You read about Norway. You read about Denmark. You read about Finland. You read. You read about Sweden particularly and see why it became the rape capital of the world. See who was, who was committing the rapes. Hint, it was the Islamic jihadists who entered the country illegally when Merkel flooded Europe with these illegal refugees, these North African animals and Middle Eastern animals who raped their way across Europe, gang raped and murdered people. I think Pippa Barker, who they found in Turkey. Do you remember Pippa, P-I-P-P-A? B-A-R-C-A, Pippa Barker. She put on a wedding dress a few years ago and embarked on a trek, a hike across Europe into the Middle East to talk peace and love and conciliatory gestures. What did the Middle Eastern do to her? They found her gang raped and dead. Yes, Pippa Barker, they found her dead. They brutalized her. They sent a message. Under Obama, many jihadists got into America and they're there. Terror cells. Biden, Biden's administration has worked a flood. President Biden has invaded America. Yes, you tell people Dr. Alexander used a statement that's kind of bizarre and weird. He said that the President of the United States invaded America. I am telling you, Biden Inc., because that's what Biden is, is a corporation. It's a Ponzi corporation. Biden Inc. invaded America. A sitting president has invaded his own country through the southern border. But coming up there, when Trump said they're rapists and murderers from Latin America, from El Salvador and Mexico and all of these places, he was right. There are good people in there too looking for a way out. But that don't mean, I don't care how good you are. I don't care. You could be Virgin Mary appearing on my border illegally. You are illegal and you're breaking the law. Get out. Get back to where you come from. Do it the proper way. I don't care. I don't care what story you bring for me. Many, many people, many people came the proper route, the legal route, and they went through the process. Not because you turn up on my border means I have to take you in and give you free money and free food. No. Doesn't work like that. Does never work like that. So when Trump said there were many illegals and rapists and murderers and killers, he was he was right. But it's worse than that. Coming up there now are Chinese, Chinese killers. We have jihadists and Islamists within those people coming through the southern border. They're shaving their beards and they're looking Latino. Their skin is brown and dark. We have North Africans coming up from Tunisia, from Algeria, from Morocco, from all those, from Belgium, 
from Libya, from all of these places, hardened criminals. And they're coming through the southern border. They're coming to kill. They are coming to kill Americans when they can. So I am pleading with you, understand what your Second Amendment rights are. You're going to have to help protect us all. We have to protect each other. The police need our help. The North African animal, feral, banal animal, the Middle Easterner, jihadist Islamists. I'm not talking about good Middle Easterner people. I'm not talking about moderate people, people who understand the right to your own religious following, and they don't want to use their religion to kill me or you. I'm talking about the Islamists, the jihadists, that type of Islamic follower. Those that, that think their minds is warped in the 6th century while we have them in the 21st century. They think they're living in the 6th century in the 21st century because they read, they read in their text, kill the infidel. Every day they read it. Kill the infidel, kill the Jew, kill the Christian, kill this, kill that. Their minds are poisoned when the young Middle Eastern male goes into the mosque. We need to find them and save them if we could. We need to fix minds. It's going to take a reformation. You see, all of these mainstream religions had reformations at different points. They reformed their text. They reformed everything as time went by because they were all extreme. We have a serious problem with radical Islam. We always did. And Trump was right, but it's worse than what Trump has said. The Hamas invasion of Israel should tell you that because good, serious people, smart people, people in law enforcement, people in the know are telling us now in media that Hamas and that type is in America already. That's what Biden and they did. That's why we need a Trump. Listen, <clears throat> Trump is the only person mandingo like vengeance like today that could come up into the White House and lay siege to Washington and lay siege to all those alphabet agencies like CDC and NIH and NIAID and FDA and fire them all and help imprisonment for what they did in COVID because they lied. They brought a fake fraud pandemic and a fake fraud lockdowns and fake fraud vaccine that killed. Trump needs to fix that. He needs to hold everybody accountable. He needs to reverse liability protection, make it retroactive reversal so we could go back and sue everybody. Put them in the poorhouse. Sue Bula from Pfizer, Bansel from Moderna, Sahin from BioNTech. Sue them. Sue Wiseman, who invented the mRNA technology. Carico. Sue all of them. If we could jail them to jail them, we need to put them in a jail. Americans need to see high-level officials in government, Congress people, senators in shackles for the first time. We need to go back in time and put them in jail. That's what we need to do, and we need Trump. We need a Trump. And let me tell you something. I'm not in love with President Trump, but I do think that in January 2020, he was on pace to be reelected. Had they not fooled around with the votes, and had the lockdowns not hurt him because they did, Fauci and Burks achieved what they sent them out to achieve which is to damage President Trump and damage his reelectability, and they did. But if you show me a Democrat, if you show me an independent or somebody in the Republican Party who loves nation, 
loves borders, loves the American flag, loves the American constitution, supports law and order, respects and loves the police, supports the military. If you show me that person, show me that person who stands for the anthem, who understands your right to religion, peaceful religion, show me that person, show me that Democrat and I'll vote for them. But your problem is you can't show me that Democrat because they don't exist. They just don't. The Bob Kerry Democrats, the Jim Webb Democrats, they don't exist anymore. We have the radical leftist squad trying to destroy America. Destroy America. So I'm telling you, Trump is your new option right now, President Trump, whether you like him or not. I've told you before, you judge Trump by year three of his presidency, just one year, because the first two years was destroyed by Paul Ryan, the speaker. He destroyed Trump, any of his legislative accomplishments. And the fourth year was COVID. Trump really did what he did in one year. That's year three. And when you view it from that lens, you understand how good President Trump was. And had he come back into a second term, he'd have finished what he started. We need to give him that shot again. But he's going to have to explain why, why he fell victim to the lies and duplicity of Fauci and Burks and the deep state and his task force even. And we will give him a chance. But we need to give him a chance to burn it down, to take DC down to the studs. And I will help try to get him reelected. I think he's the best shot. Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code out loud, global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news. Liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour on the America Outlaw Talk Radio Network. I want to thank Malcolm before I go any further <clears throat> for the, on the America Outlaw Talk Radio show. You can find um, my talk show, Ghost of Podcast, the next day on Pandora, Stitcher, uh, 
Spotify, etc. Malcolm and the America Law Platform has helped us, and I want to get straight into the point um, in terms of we are not uh, we are being cancelled, but Malcolm has uh, given us a platform. Myself, McCullough, etc., and um, we have a voice because of our America Out Loud. Please support them anyhow you can. And, um, you know, right now in the news in our daily lives, it's an incredible situation that we face with the, uh, the war in the Middle East, Israel, Hamas, China flexing on, um, on Taiwan. And we know that it has a lot to do with, um, you know, this issue in the, uh, the Malacan Straits, the Sparty Islands, the Pacific. Um, we have the situation with the Russia-Ukraine war ongoing. So we have a lot, a lot of issues that we are dealing with right now. And um, this is a real terrible situation because at no time has America been tested. And it is now. America is being asked to step up and lead the world. And this is when leadership matters. And to be quite honest, we're not getting that leadership from Biden Inc. Biden Inc., why I said Biden Inc. is because Biden and they, his family and the cronies around him are really running a business and they've been enriching themselves, fattening themselves and really, in my opinion, taking from the taxpayer and just self-enrichment. Self and you know, when you look at this crypto creep, you know, Sam, what is his name? Sam Bank, Bankman, Bankman Freed from FT, FTX or whatever you call it. I mean, these, these people are... Um, just real creeps. To say that he's been sentenced now, or oh, he's guilty and he could face 100 years, you know he's not going to face any jail time. And if he does, you know he'll be killed instantly. He has too many dark secrets because FTX really was a front and a laundromat, you know, a Ponzi scheme for the Democrat Party in terms of raising donor money. The Democrat, even the Republicans. So it was just a, a fraudulent system and it really makes you understand that the entire Washington, everything is um, is just a corrupt, very, very corrupt system. And um, it doesn't give the young people much to look forward to in terms of the future. So there are many things right now in the news. And of course, um, the situation with, uh, with the Israel... Uh, Hamas war. And, you know, there are a lot of little stories I wanted to bring out to you right now, you know. Um, one of the key ones has to do with the lies that, to me, doomed the pandemic. And there were some key lies from day one that actually set, set, the, um, set the stage for the disasters that we faced. And one of the key ones had to do with equal risk of severe outcome if infected um, without taking an age risk stratified approach. I think this was wrong and it really um, doomed the pandemic and hobbled, hobbled the response on day one. There were many, 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 um, many lies told to the public so that so that the public would follow along. As an example, 
my argument really is that these were the lies that doomed the fraud over amplified PCR driven non pandemic because we know that this pandemic was based on a false positive PCR process that was over cycled before above 24. So I think COVID is done, but as we we conduct the autopsy now and we look back, we could realize that there were several key lies that doomed and hobbled the pandemic response in all countries, UK, Canada, the US. For example, the lie about asymptomatic transmission, that was a lie. That was a lie in terms of COVID. There was no, thing, no such thing as asymptomatic and we looked at it. We looked at the data carefully. The lie that there was no treatment, that was a lie because, because we knew that early treatment, combination antivirals, corticosteroids, antiplatelets existed. The lie of recurrent infections pre-Omicron. We were looking at the data pre-Omicron and we couldn't find, we were not finding bona fide repeat infections. The lie that masks work to contain infection and transmission. That was a lie because first of all, We knew that the vaccine was non-sterilizing. That was non-neutralizing, couldn't neutralize the um, the spike. So we were we were we were having vac non vaccine-induced non-neutralizing antibodies that could not stop infection, couldn't stop replication, or couldn't even stop transmission. So the issue about vaccine mandates were always moot. But the lie that the mass worked to contain transmission. Up to this day, we have no evidence, whether for influenza, for any viral respiratory illness, and definitely for COVID, that the masks, those blue surgical masks, the white cloth masks, worked in any way to curb transmission or death. There was also, and, and, and I published, I looked at about 170 to 180 pieces of evidence that showed that the masks were highly ineffective. In fact, where you impose mask mandates, infection went up. This is the legacy of COVID. That's one of the greatest lies. The lie that the PCR process detected live culturable lethal virus. This was a lie because we were cycling above 24 and it's only 24 and below cycles. Are you detecting culturable, pathological, infectious virus. Beyond that, from when you hit 30, 35, 40 cycles, you are detecting viral dust, viral fragments, non-culturable, non-infectious, non-pathogenic, pathogen. The lie that COVID was novel. No, I argue that it was never new, that our immune systems had seen this before, some version of this and that the global population was largely immune by the time it was told that it came around in February 2020. The issue about, uh, I'm also arguing that COVID was circulating for years before January, February 2020. I'm willing to defend that argument. The lie that natural immunity was inferior to vaccine-induced immunity. That was a lie and was always a lie because at no time can any vaccine 
confer protection to the user. Um, let me see. What I'm trying to say is that a vaccine cannot protect, confer that sort of immunity, that natural immunity, natural exposure infection can. Because remember, the vaccine only, and in this case, the COVID vaccine, it had one intended antigen target, which was the spike protein. Natural infection, natural exposure, natural immunity looks at the complete viral ball and all of the proteins and attachments to the ball, the spike protein included, including the envelope protein, the membrane protein, etc., the nucleocapsid. And we have no evidence ever that any vaccine could induce or confer protection beyond natural immunity. So what they tried to tell us about natural immunity being inferior to vaccine was a lie. The lie that we were all at equal risk of severe outcome if exposed, regardless of age and risk profile, regardless of any age or stratification. The lie that herd immunity was not applicable to the control of the pandemic. That was a lie. The only way you can control the pandemic outbreak similar to this is uh, via herd immunity where you have to cut the chain of transmission. The lie that they said give us two weeks to flatten the curve. The lie that lockdown and school closures and business closures work to curb transmission and death. We looked at the science and the evidence and over three, three and a half years, still today when we update the evidence base, we could find no study no evidence, no indication of bona fide comparative effectiveness research or similar type research that, that um, any lockdowns worked, any school closures worked, any business closures worked, any mass mandates. None, no evidence. The lie that antivirals such as ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine would not work and would harm users, that was a lie. The lie that once you are vaccinated, you will not get infected and that the virus will not replicate and that transmission will be stopped. So I just try to go through with you point by point what I think are the lies that doom the pandemic response. Because let's face it, this pandemic response was catastrophic and this was not even a pandemic. Because as I said earlier in prior taping, Things. It was not the virus per se, but it was the medical management of people in the system, from nursing home to the hospital, etc. It was how these patients were managed, even in their homes, private homes, dictated the outcomes. And it was not the virus, it was the medical management that harmed and killed most of our people. And it's something that... Um, it was very important that I try to go through a list like that. The list, of course, is not conclusive and not done. There's an interesting story that just came out um, in the news about three parents from Spain. Uh, their children, 12, 13, and 14 years old, took the shot and they died almost instantly. And that these Spanish parents are going after 
the Spanish government. They're looking, they're suing the health, the health department, etc., for the sudden death of their children after receiving the COVID vaccine. Um, the reality about it is I support them. I support that move because I think the medical system, the doctors, the CEOs of the hospitals, the hospitals, they all did wrong to our parents and grandparents. And they suffered them with the, uh, with the isolation, the malnourishment, the dehydration, all of these factors. And our parents and grandparents were brutalized. They were dehumanized and they were killed. It was the medical management of our people that killed them. It's a lot less to do with the virus. And these Spanish parents are just beautiful because what they're doing is they're taking on the system and they're saying enough. And they want accountability as to why their three children died. And I agree with them and I would help them. I would, I would list out things that they're doing I put it on the open forum so that they can see that they're not alone. I wanted to talk to you about another story, which was we knew we knew in uh, the Spanish flu 1917-1918 that it was it was not the virus that killed people. It was less about the virus and more about bacterial pneumonia secondary to the viral infection of cytokine storm. And now we have some evidence that's emerging that's telling us that it is not the viral infection of storm, but it was secondary bacterial pneumonia that does not resolve, especially when not treated with antibiotics. And it emerges as a key driver of death in patients with severe COVID. And, you know, I would go on record as saying, again, we killed, well, they killed our parents and grandparents. They killed them. And withholding of antibiotics from our elderly and vulnerable peoples and those with serious COVID kill them. For the bacterial pneumonia secondary to viral infection can even bleed out into the bloodstream, etc., and cause sepsis, which is very complex, very expensive, very difficult to treat and often fatal. Because we knew that even in the Spanish flu, most of the persons who died, when we look at the records today, is beginning to tell a story that most of the people died of bacterial pneumonia. And the reality about it is we did not have antibiotics then. But we have antibiotics now. So to have withheld um, antibiotics to our family, to our loved ones, to our friends, our co-workers was criminal. Criminal by the CDC, the FDA, NIH. Criminal by Health Canada, by Public Health Agency of Canada. Criminal by Nuance Supriya Sharma. Criminal by Dr. S Dr. Uh, Anthony Fauci, Dr. Deborah Burks, etc. These were criminal acts because the science was there to support what worked and what did not work. And um, we knew from the Spanish flu that most 90, 95% of people died of bacterial pneumonia. And it's the same with SARS-CoV-2, most of the persons died with some sort of lung involvement, some sort of respiratory involvement that ended their life at some point. And it's an area of research that we need to get into to help us fully understand what took place. 
Um, I know I only have a few few minutes left, and there are many topics that I want to cover. Still, you know, but uh, uh, a, um, <clears throat> the FBI has issued us several alerts telling us that we are never as at risk as now, more at risk as is now, and that we are at risk from jihadist Islamists. People coming from Muslim nations, North Africans, <clears throat> Middle Easterners, that um, they want to kill Americans. They want to kill Jews. They want to kill, and they've been reading a poison, a book that poisoned their minds about kill the infidel, kill the Jew, kill the non-believer. So, I, um, I just wanted to remind you that Reports are beginning to come in that there might be sleeper cells and there might be jihadist Islamists already in America just waiting on the order to attack. So we have a serious problem, enemy without and enemy within. And the question is, thank God we have our Second Amendment because it's the Second Amendment is going to save America and by consequence, it's going to save the world. So let me take the opportunity to ask you, to plead with you, please send me some support at Zell. And the email is sr7283 at gmail.com. sr7283 at gmail.com. Don't forget my book, Presidential Takedown. You could get it at Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And uh, I, I will go into the third segment as soon as we break. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Change in the world one person at a time. Here, we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Welcome back. Welcome back to the third hour. Not third hour, sorry. The third segment of the Dr. Paul Alexander Alexander's Liberty Hour on America Outlaw Talk Radio. I want to get straight to the point about several issues. And one of them is a key story that was reported about fully vaccinated New, New Zealanders who are the data out of the, the, the New Zealand government suggests that they suffered 3,000% um, escalation or elevation or surge in excess deaths as all-cause mortality. And I think it was published in Slay News. The official data shows that 95, 96% of the eligible New Zealand population, 12 years and old and over, receive at least one dose of the COVID vaccine. That's almost 100%. But evidence also emerged at the same time that the government secretly secretly granted exceptions to elites. High society connected people 
who didn't want to get vaccinated or be locked in their mansions. So this was a fraud, corrupted process. This was never about what does the science show or follow the science because they would have never been given exemptions if everyone... In other words, the elites and those in the know, the high-level government officials knew that COVID was a lie, it was a fraud, and that the vaccine was a lie and a fraud. So these people could have gotten exemptions because of their position in society, high-level positions in society. Because you needed to understand that the data was showing us very early on in February of 2020, even March, that COVID was amenable to risk stratification and that your baseline risk was prognostic on the outcomes, the severity of the outcomes. And your baseline risk would predict generally what the outcomes would be. And quite early on, we knew that the median age of death was around 83 with three underlying medical conditions. Three and a half years out, Still, the median age of death is about 83 or 84, with three or more underlying medical conditions. So COVID as a respiratory virus, a respiratory pathogen, um, would function in COVID as, as a respiratory pathogen would cause some deaths in the highest vulnerable. But the vast majority of deaths were caused by the medical management of people, not the virus. And a vast majority, a vast portion, was also caused by the vaccine, the mRNA gene injection vaccine. These are things that have to be investigated in the future. Investigated. And uh, the challenge that the New Zealand government is going to have is to explain um, why uh, government granted secret exemptions to elites, which is high society, more connected, more full, people who could have taken more when they didn't want to get vaccinated. Remember, there's a group in um, in United States, Texas Methodist Church, etc. Dr. Vinu, um, uh, about seven or eight doctors who refuse to be vaccinated and look for alternatives. And the, and the reporting and the understanding is that um, the, the hospital, the hospital CEOs, etc., the leadership, approached him and offered him if he would step back, similar to what they did to me, if they would step, if he would step back and uh, not endorse the other, the other um, products out there. So New Zealand has this huge problem, very huge, and um, you know, um, this is something that uh, will take years for the trust, the doctors, etc., to come back because it's broken and it's gone. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, this guy, this special forces guy, and um, held some very high level assignment positions. I will not get into it with you here in this stack. 
what I would tell you is that his warning suggests he has a very ominous warning. His warning suggests that we are at tremendous risk. We are at tremendous risk, maybe even because of us. So, um, he's basically trying to say that Biden and Bush prior, Biden Obama now flooded America with Islamists, with jihadists, and now they're coming up with free will to the southern border, and that they would have sleeper cells among them, and they have found how many of them got in, and that they are jihadists, they are Islamist Muslim, um, who will kill Americans in the future, not if they will. The question is who. And this has to do with the open border system. Because I'm telling you to my words, President, President Biden invaded America. We have a sitting president who invaded his own country. So when uh, Tim Kennedy went on Joe Rogan and he said that we are in for a rude awakening with the attacks that are coming, it scares me because I know it's true. I know that there are jihadists in America and like Tashfeen Malik or Omar Martin, etc., to try and do what they did in, in the Bataclan nightclub where they savaged and run to their people. I wouldn't repeat what these beasts did, but it's terrible. It's terrible that you would have to consider what he's saying, etc. Um, where do I go with that? But what I'm trying to tell you is, where is Charles Martel? It's the Battle of 732, or like the Battle of the Tours. Where's the other battle um, in 16... Well, there was another pivotal one called the Lepanto. I believe in 1571. That was very difficult. And the reality is I believe that we need a Charles Martel from 1732. We need a Lepanto battle. We need Sobieski now, if he can only come back to life. You must turn around and you must be willing to, to uh, you know, when you consider what the world faced and how Sobieski in 1683 take it upon himself to stand firm and try to defeat Islam. And that was the issue. So my question is in Substack, where is Charles Martel when we need him? Where is Sobieski when we need him? Um, I am trying to say that 
I'm so distraught at times because of what I'm seeing around us. I'm seeing the death, destruction, the waste of life. I'm seeing America's careening towards almost bankruptcy if things go the way they are. So I'm not a happy camper as I do this show today. And um, the most important thing today is that you get it in your head, and I think you've figured it out already. That this fraud pandemic, whatever it is they did or was trying, has failed. None of it ever worked. None of the hats, the masks, the gongs, the whatever, they did not work. There's no evidence anywhere in the world that any lockdown or school closure, any mass mandate function to curb transmission and death. They all failed. And um, in all failing, they caused us a lot of suffering, a lot of pain, and in many instances, death. So the question then becomes, where do we go from here? How do we manage? And I try to tell people, well, you know, like I went through COVID, hot COVID, when I was in Toronto, when I was in Markham, when I was up by the airport. We faced hot COVID and we never got it. We never got it severely. We got COVID symptoms and got transient symptoms. But because we were younger and healthy, we knew that we were not at risk. So I wasn't going to fall for no vaccine and all of these things. Then I decided to put pen to paper and write about it. And um, just so hard was happening mainly for those Arab children. And, you know, as I give this podcast, I'm just reminded as to how fortunate I am today to be able to have my health, my life, um, there are many like me, but we are in a fight now. We're in a fight to save America and to save civilization. This is not going to be easy either. Not. Um, I want to remind you about this Matthew Perry, John Kerry, um, no, Matthew Perry, John Leake. John Leake, who is McCullough's roving salesman, let's say, but brilliant writer, excellent mind, sophisticated. And he often lives up on the hill too with us. But um, he wrote, I, I had started to put something out there that I, I'm questioning how could this young guy drown like that. And it's simple, you know. If the heart stops, and let's say there's no more movement, etc. on your part, um, 
the point I'm making is I've said that the mRNA vaccines, the mRNA COVID technology vaccines never work and will never work. And they should be all withdrawn. And um, what I wanted to know is that if you understand, when we look at Machu Perry, a guy in his youth still succumbing like that, it may have well been the headaches, bacterial pneumonia, whatever, that um, what's her name again? Sonia Elijah. She wrote a very good piece from around the world and there's been definite silence over excess deaths from governments and the mainstream media who so no, no longer fight in uh, Sonia Elijah wrote a nice paper on uh, Excess deaths, the veil of silence over excess deaths. And I think it was a good read. Publishing Vigilant News. Someone you should pay, pay attention to. Um, there's this one Substack I wrote and I reposted because it generated a lot of traffic. I actually got some new subscribers, paid subscribers from it. I said, no Arab child as well as no Israeli child, none must be harmed or killed in this water. Um, no Arab child, no Jewish child. Innocent people must be spared. That's the key. And I'm calling for um, proper targeting and whatever, so you only hit the bad guys, but that innocent children and adults don't fall victim to the insanity. Because to be honest with you, this is insanity what we're living what they're putting us through and going to do will seem like insanity. And um, I wanted to end by raising the question that we are clearly on the side on the brink of something huge. And we can't forget God and the prayers as part of this. Let me take the opportunity to tell you tonight. And um, this FTX guy, this Sam Bankman or whatever his name is. You would think this guy have no interest in going sharing that here. And sure. So I wanted to tip off this segment by once again thanking you all for coming on. You don't have to, and I know you're doing us a solid by listening. But it helps us that you're there because we're getting encouragement about going on. We thank Malcolm again. We have so many wrongs in the country to fix. So many issues. And um, you only can do that if you inform. And that's our role. Our role is to keep informing you as much as we can with the most up-to-date available evidence so that you yourself can read and make some decisions. And... You know, I, I shudder for the young people today because they don't really have much to look forward to. And then if you took the national debt and you transposed it onto children, uh, you would have a situation um, where the 
the the end result being that we lost we lost three things from COVID. As I say, it's time to move on. We lost people from the virus. We lost people from the lockdowns, from the vaccine, etc. But most importantly, the main thing that we lost was our freedoms, our liberties. And we were dehumanized and misled. Today, I want to end with a little moment of silence for the people of Gaza. I want to end the silence for the Israeli people, the Israeli children who are held captive right now. I don't want no child, no innocent child on either side, Arab or Israeli, to die. I want those who did wrong to be punished severely. Israel has a right to defend itself.